This Inner Circle member writes, I have a son whose desire it is to be an Adam Gadol. So I'm going to loosely translate Adam Gadol as a great person. But I'm going to come back to exactly those words and try to translate them more literally later. Their son's desire is to be a great person in Adam Gadol. He's inspired to spend his free time learning Torah and even wishes we would allow him to stay up all night learning. To his understanding, if he does this long enough, he will see Eliyahu Hanavi. He'll see Elijah the prophet. He's going to achieve some very, very high spiritual level. When he hears how big people hardly sleep, he wants to imitate them. He also doesn't want to sleep. I'm struggling to teach him the value of sleep when his heroes don't seem to need much. I'm also curious how it is possible for someone to manage on three hours or less of sleep regularly and continue to function well. Please, can you advise me on how to approach this contradiction? Okay, now, the, before I even get started here, what's just so interesting is that uh, we all know that uh, one of the signs of an immature child is that they can't put themselves to sleep. And a mature person actually establishes a bedtime and is very disciplined and puts themselves to sleep. Little babies, they, they fall asleep because they're tired. But then they get a little bit older, and as soon as they're sort of aware of what's happening around them, they don't want to go to sleep. Young children don't like to go to sleep. Young children feel that sleep is like death. You're killing them by putting them to sleep. They have uh, uh, genetically inborn acute FOMO. They don't want to miss out on any of the fun that the adults are having, and they don't want to go to sleep. And of course, this gets to be an acute issue if it's not solved by the time that the child is a teenager. And teenagers are well known for being sleep deprived. And as a result of that, being emotionally unstable and having difficulty in school and difficulty with friends and all sorts of problems. So, just before I even get to the sleep issue in, in great detail, I want to point out that not sleeping, not being disciplined enough to put yourself to sleep on time and get sufficient sleep is an immature trait, not a mature one. It's not the trait of an Adam Gadol. What does it mean to be an Adam Gadol? Start there. Okay, the opposite of a Gadol is a cotton. The opposite of Gadol, big, is katan, small. Katanim, or small ones, are people who spend their lives obsessing over small, insignificant matters, things that really don't make a difference in the bigger picture. In contrast, gedolim are people who reserve their energy and their focus for matters of significance, and Adam Gadol, a big person, knows the importance of achieving a loving, respectful relationship with one's spouse. The sort of relationship that makes your spouse walk around with a smile all day. He knows the obligation of ksuva and understands the significance of filling ksuva. The first of which, the first obligation of the ksuva is a plachvezon, is I will work and I will support my wife. And Adam Gadol knows what it means to be righteous in business, such that you earn everyone's trust, everyone's admiration. They all speak highly of you. 
No one ever feels that you did them bad when you did business with them. And Adam Guttel knows of being humble, as humble as one is knowledgeable. In fact, Revolba often points out that that's one of the unique character traits of a person who's raised in the world of Torah, is that the more that they know, the more humble they become. And of course, everybody knows the most extreme example of this, the Adam Gadol Biyoter, the greatest, the greatest person, is the one who's called God's slave, the Eved Hashem, Moshe Rabbeinu. Moses brought the entire Torah down from Mount Sinai. He knew it all. He knew everything. And he was called the most humble of all men. And then Adam Gadol understands You've got to walk the walk as much as you talk the talk. It's not enough to be an intellectual who knows vast amounts of information. Our gadolim were always people who lived that way. Your son wants to see Eliyahu Navi. He wants to see Elijah the prophet. And I assume what he really means by that is he wants to achieve a very high spiritual achievement called Ruch HaKodesh, divine inspiration. And there is a guide that tells a young man exactly how to achieve that. There's a guide to achieving Ruach HaKodesh. That guide is the book that I mentioned just a few minutes ago, The Masilah Shisharim, The Path of the Just. And what you'll see there is that before you can achieve Ruach HaKodesh, this divine inspiration, before you can ever get close to seeing Eliyahu and Navi, so there are nine levels of personal development that you need to pass through. Studying Torah, which is what he's focusing on exclusively, is the first of those nine levels. The first. But if he wants to become an Adam Gadol, he needs to max out not only the first level, but all nine that lead up to Ruch HaKodesh. He's going to need to do a lot more than just sit and memorize a tractate of Talmud or even a, 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 a chapter in the Code of Jewish Law. Take it a step further. More hours sitting over a Sefer, sitting and learning Torah, does not by itself guarantee that he'll ever get past the first level. Once you know the Gemara and the Rishonim and even the Halacha, the work only begins. Now you've got to live that way. You've got to develop good character so that living the, the ideal, the Halacha ideal, isn't torturous. It's not a struggle for you. If, you. if you refine your character, then living the Torah life becomes natural for you. And sleeping less doesn't necessarily make someone a better learner or a person with more refined mitos or a better Jew. I really need to address the sleep issue in particular because it's an area where, where people are assimilated and they don't even realize it. We have our front door locked with 10 separate locks to keep out the secular world, to keep out the values of 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 secular romantic westernism but the back door is wide open 
And the, the, the worst, most corrupt values of the society that we're living in just washes in through the back door. We live in a society that puts intellectual achievement. I'm talking about the secular society around us. It puts intellectual achievement on a pedestal and ignores character development. The, 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 the whole point is that I should have the PhD. But who says that I actually have to live by what it says in my thesis? As one great intellectual once said, a mathematician, are all mathematicians triangles? There was a, an amazing book, a history written by the, the Gentile historian Paul Johnson called The Intellectuals. It's about the top intellectuals of the 20th century. And the point of the book, and what is so shocking, is that the greatest intellectuals of the 20th century, those people who really created Western ethics, did not live by them. They violated the very ethics that they advocated. They lived like animals while they wrote so beautifully. And as I said, the back door is wide open. And so this sort of approach that the whole goal is just to know a lot becomes part of the Jewish ethos. It's how we start to look at the world. When historically it was never that way, the Talmud doesn't look at, at, at the ideal that way. The Talmud's ideal is the person who has complete consistency between the Torah that he learns and his character. There has to be consistency between what I know I'm supposed to do and what I actually do. Hashem gives every person a beloved partner a goof, a body. And your beloved partner, your body, has very specific needs. My body's needs are not the same as your body's needs. Some people's bodies need six hours of sleep or seven hours of sleep. The vast majority of people need around eight hours of sleep. Some people need nine or ten hours of sleep. And if you consistently get less sleep than you need, you don't start needing less. You just become irritable. You become a foggy thinker. You won't daven with proper kavana. And you certainly are not going to understand the Torah that you're learning. And you certainly are not going to remember it. Think about this for a minute. We really, 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 we in the Western world, we the, 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 the secular Americans, we don't want planes to crash. We think that's a bad idea. And therefore, the Federal Aviation Administration has a document where they give guidelines for people who direct airplanes, people who fly airplanes. And in those guidelines, it says as follows, quote, We are a nation of sleep-deprived workers. I just want to editorialize for a moment. The FAA understands the corruptness of American culture. They write, we are a nation of sleep-deprived workers. We love torturing the body. We do not have a loving, respectful relationship with our bodies. 
We make war on our bodies. We pride ourselves on how little sleep we can get, how much garbage we can feed our bodies, how much we can abuse our bodies and get away with it. And the more we can abuse our bodies, then the bigger of a hero we are. It's like a, a, a husband who abuses his wife and, and, and that's where he gets his status in the society. The body is not, is, 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 is not someone to be abused. The body is someone to be loved, to be encouraged, to be cultivated. It's like a student and we want that student to, to thrive. Back to the FAA document, we're a nation of sleep-deprived workers. It's estimated that adults attempt to function on 1 to 1.5 hours less sleep than the generally recommended 8 hours per night. Human fatigue costs U.S. businesses over $136 billion in lost productivity each year. See, Americans care about profit. So like this is already, this is a capital crime. Human fatigue, they write, costs U.S. businesses over $136 billion in lost productivity each year. The losses do not include cost estimates associated with workplace injury, insurance claims, or rework. Of concern to aviation safety is the finding that maintenance personnel tend to get three hours less sleep per night than is recommended. That is a sleep debt twice the national average. Sleepiness and fatigue associated with sleep debt is cumulative. This means that losing even an hour of sleep every other night over the course of a week will produce conditions that negatively affect performance. Now, just I want to pause again for a minute. This FAA document, which is based on scientific studies, just made a wild statement. It said, sleep debt is cumulative. That is the exact opposite of what immature children believe. Immature children who know nothing about the way the human bodies function think that the less sleep that I get, the less sleep debt I will have, the less I will need sleep. And the reality is sleep debt is cumulative. The less sleep you get, the more sleep debt you acquire. You don't start needing less sleep. You just become crazy drunk. Your brain stops functioning properly and your immune system shuts down. Okay, back inside the document. The FAA writes, This means that losing even an hour of sleep every other night over the course of a week will produce conditions that negatively affect performance. Some of the most critical performance errors associated with worker fatigue include, but are not limited to, impaired judgment and decision-making, impaired communication skills, Decreased attention span and ability to recall information, irritability, slower reaction times, and increased risk-taking. Okay, pause for a minute. Let's walk away from this FAA document and let me just ask you something. Is this how you would describe an autumn guttle? An autumn guttle is someone with impaired judgment and poor decision-making. Or how about this? An autumn guttle is someone who has impaired communication skills. Or an autumn guttle is someone who has decreased attention span, an inability to recall information. Or how about this? An autumn guttle is someone who is irritable. An autumn guttle is someone who has slow reaction times. An autumn guttle is someone who takes unnecessary risks. Okay. This is the science. These are the facts. This is what happens to a human being when the human being doesn't get enough sleep. Okay, now, I know the counterargument. I've had it with countless 12-year-olds. It is true. It is true that the Vilnagone only slept 30 minutes every six hours for a total of two hours every 24 hours. That's true. 
but the Vilna Gaon wasn't violating the halacha. That's exactly the amount of sleep he always needed. The Vilna Gaon wasn't normal. He wasn't like 99.9% .9 of the population. You want to see someone more normal? Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky. He said he needed eight hours of sleep. The Chofetz Chaim used to blow out the candles in the base midrash at 10 p.m. each night, and he would send all the Talmudim to bed. Not because he wanted them to become small. The Chofetz Chaim sent him to bed at 10 o'clock because he knew that for the majority of them, that's how they would become big. Roshom Zaman Orbach sent the Talmudim to bed at 11 p.m. For the exact same reason. Okay, now yes, there are people who naturally need less sleep. And I'm the first to say, they should sleep less. Don't sleep too much. Just as the people who need more sleep are actually serving Hashem by being disciplined and getting the amount of sleep they really need, so too the people who need less sleep are serving Hashem by getting that little amount of sleep that they need. I would hold a safer Torah and swear we would have many more gdoli, many more great people in our generation if Talmidim, if the Torah students would be a little bit more mature, a little bit more disciplined and make sure that they got enough sleep. They'd learn more quickly. They'd learn more precisely. A little bit more rem would help them remember their Torah better. They would have beautiful midos. They wouldn't be irritable because they're tired. In every way, it would be an upgrade for our community. When we advocate sleep, in most cases, we're just advocating the person be a little bit more mature in their approach to life. Okay, so again, I know the counter-argument. What is the meaning of the Mishnah that encourages mute shena? What do those words mean, mute shena? So often, someone who doesn't know a lot of Torah translates mute as as little as possible. A person should get as little as possible. If a person could, could live getting one hour of sleep a night, even if they were out of their mind non-functional, the Mishnah says mute shena, reduce your sleep. Now, obviously, that's ridiculous. What does Miyut Shana mean? It's the same as the Mishnah that encourages people to, to be Mamayet Sicha Imeisha. The Mishnah says that a man should speak with his wife an amount of time called Miyut. Okay, what is that amount of time a man should speak with his wife? What is mute? So, before you take a guess, I'll just reveal that one of the greatest Torah scholars in modern history, Rabbonus and Ibishet, said about himself that he used to stay up half of every night speaking with his wife. Now, what's going on here? Didn't he know the Mishnah, mute Shana, which means like hardly speak to her at all? And the answer is yes, he knew the Mishnah, but he understood. Mute, in the language of our sages, always means the precise amount that is required to achieve the ideal. Not more, not less. That's called mute. When we talk about mute shena, it's the same as mute sicha. 
Rav Yonason Ibeshitz was such a genius that he understood exactly how much time to spend speaking with, to spend speaking with his wife. In his marriage, with his wife, that was half the night. So that's exactly how much time he spent talking with her. Not more. Not more than half the night. Not less. And Miut Shana means the exact same thing. A religious Jew should be disciplined and sleep exactly as much as he needs. Not more, but not less. Okay, now, let's be brutally honest. There's better than a 99% chance that a Jew today, we're talking about adults, talking about people over the age of, let's say, 20, there's a 99% chance that they need between 7.5 and 8.5 hours of sleep a night. One of the founders of the Stanford University Sleep Center the man who discovered REM sleep, the really like the guttle hador, so to speak, in sleep research, wrote a book in which he writes that 99% of Americans need between 7.5 and 8.5 hours of sleep a night. And he added another statistic, 99% of Americans think that they're in the 1%. And if you or someone you know believes that your body needs less, so you can figure that out. There's a way to find out exactly how much sleep you need. What you have to do is take away all of the crutches that are allowing you to pretend that you need less sleep. How do you do that? So, first, Stop using drugs. Go off of all the chemical stimulants. Coffee, tea, Coca-Cola. Caffeine is only one stimulant. There's other people who use chocolate. It has caffeine and another stimulant in it as well. In South America, there's a different stimulant that they put into the sodas. Go off of all stimulants for 90 days. And don't set an alarm clock. You have to wait about 90 days because it takes time for all the stimulants to get out of your body and for your body to actually relax enough so that it starts taking as much sleep as it needs. If you discover after 90 days with no stimulants and no alarm clock that your body keeps sleeping through chakras, you can't get up for the morning service, then you need to go to bed earlier. And if you've been depriving your body of proper sleep for months or years, it will take many months, at least three, before you'll know how much sleep you really need. You might end up at the beginning sleeping 10 hours a night. That doesn't mean you really need 10 hours a night of sleep. It just means your body's catching up from the torture that it's been through up until now. 99% chance you're going to settle in somewhere between 7.5 hours and 8.5 hours if you're over 20 years old. If you're under 20 years old, you will probably end up needing a little bit more sleep than that. If you're older, when you start getting into your 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, then your sleep needs actually start to decline. And then without any stimulants, you'll sleep a little bit less. So, 
the bottom line is like this. You have a beautiful son, and he has spectacular goals. He wants to become a great person. But a great person is not a Western intellectual. The president of Harvard, maybe I should say the former president of Harvard, is not our moral ideal. She's not what we all aspire to become. We don't just want to be intellectuals. We want to be people of integrity, people who are great human beings. And if you want to do that, it's not enough to just master texts. Mastering texts is a prerequisite. It's the first of ten stages. But there's nine more stages you have to pass through. And most of that is, involves working on your character. And get mute, Shana. Reduce your sleep to exactly what your body needs. Which in all likelihood will end up being 7.5 to 8.5. I hope you enjoyed this. You can access many more hours of free, eye-opening content from Rabbi Kellerman at lawrencekellerman.com.